state candidates, and the use of campaign funds. Some are silent on the issue, but in Delaware, pending legislation known as House Bill 90 is bringing that conversation to light. According to Senator Kyle Evans-Gay, one benefit is simply this. It is a means to bring a diversity of voices to the table in elections. Representative Sean Lynn and Representative Ray Moore both expressed their support for the bill that would permit the use of campaign funds for child care expenses. There's no doubt that child care is a concern for parents who have a desire to get civically engaged. And House Bill 90 would be the answer with the right amount of encouragement to run for office. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. Welcome to Whip Count. This week we have Representative Sean Lynn, Representative Ray Moore, and Senator Kyle Evans-Gay as our special guest. I want to dive right into a deep discussion into House Bill 90 that would establish child care for candidates. We can take this conversation into a number of directions, but first I'd like to give you all a chance to tell the audience a little bit about yourselves because all three of you are parents to small children. Although I didn't introduce the ladies first, let's start with the majority since Representative Lynn is outnumbered today. Senator Gay, you're a mother of two young daughters, an attorney, You're also involved with a few organizations. Now you're with the Delaware legislature. What is that like? Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me here on the House side. I like to come over and hang out in the podcast world with all of you. And I'm super excited to be here about HB 90 because this is a bill that a lot of us talked about while we were running for office, which I think is really exciting to be able to follow through um, and and make the change now that we're in the legislature. I've had an amazing uh, first session and it's not over yet. Um, Things are getting really busy in a good way. And I think there's a lot more we can accomplish before June 30th. Um, But you're right, I'm an attorney, so I'm a working mom of two girls who are two and a half and four and a half. Um, And they are actually in early childhood uh, programs uh, currently, and and they were while I was campaigning. I also um, made use of family help and babysitting help during the campaign, because as anyone who does this knows, it's not a nine to five um, type of job. So yeah, I'm excited to be here and hear from the others. I can only imagine what it was like to campaign during COVID. Well, when and Representative Moore and I were talking about this a little bit before, as we were planning for, you know, how to how to um, advocate for this this bill. But yeah, when everything shut down, so did daycare centers. And while childcare came back um, in a really important way sooner than many industries did, I mean, it, just in order to support um, our first responders and others. You know, a lot of us found ourselves without childcare while trying to work full-time jobs. And then for some of us also campaigning, I know for Representative Lynn also legislating. So uh-huh. um, it was an incredibly impactful time. And I think though it made us see just how important so many of our um, social safety nets are um, in our state and across our country. And I think it's gonna make us better legislators because um, we've all experienced this crisis together and we saw the pain points in our system. 
By day, Representative Moore, you're mothering several children as a teacher, and you have a small child, a son. Tell us about your life behind the scenes. From the time I get up, I'm mommy, till the time I go to sleep, I'm still mommy. Just can't get away from it. And mommy <laughs> comes in the form of Miss Moore sometimes as well. Um, actually just went to go check on my son who was oddly quiet. And we all know as parents, when children get quiet, mm-hmm. you need to go check on them. But this time this quiet was good because he is napping and I get some time to have some quiet time to do this podcast. So I'm I'm happy about that. But to what Senator Gay was saying, like when COVID hit, it shut down daycare centers and I had to work virtually, um, remotely. And that means figuring out what it means to be mommy 24 seven and being an employee from nine to five as well. That means snack time around the clock, trying to find out what it means to be um, someone's employee and a preschool teacher. I'm a teacher of older children and I had to quickly find patience to teach my own child, which I realized quickly, you should not teach your own children. So it made me even more thankful for, you know, the early childhood teachers and those who spend their time with our small, brilliant minds here in the workforce. So I, when I ran for office, I had to figure out what that means. And before I could even say yes, I had to think about how would this decision impact Jackson? How will, you know, what does this look like for his structure? So he went from a totally day-to-day, he knew he was going to be at daycare for me certain hours that I would pick him up. The whole routine shifts due to COVID. So that means making sure that I had, my mom was on board, my brother and his family. And it takes a village. It really takes a village. And I could not have done anything, even what I do today, um, because my son is still home because of COVID. So I'm legislating, teaching, and mommying all day long. I Now he's kind of used to a structure. I'm just like, okay, can I just get with the basic skills that my son needs to know for kindergarten to make sure that I'm teaching him those basic skills? And we're pretty much there. Some way, somehow, okay. I figure it out. <laughs> Certainly, last but not least, I like to go to Representative Lynn because we don't hear from men that often in regards to child care and parenting. I hate to leave you guys out, but same question as a lawyer, father and legislator. What is that like? So it's a balancing act. Um, So I have three kids. Um, I have a 10 year old, a seven year old and a five year old. Um, And I've been in elected office. for this is my 11th year. So ever since my oldest was a baby, um, I've been in elected office. You know, what, what doubly complicates things for our family is that I'm a military spouse. There's been periods of time where, you know, my wife was deployed and I was home alone with the baby and she was, you know, FedExing me breast milk. And, you know, so it's, it, it gets crazy. So, you know, I, I feel this, this pain probably not remotely as much as, you know, other people out there and, and my colleagues on this call. Um, but, you know, I, I get it. And, you know, I support this endeavor. This is kind of my second foray into childcare issues. You know, I worked with um, Senator Henry um, and Senator Townsend back in 2017 
to extend um, childcare and development block grants. Um, and what that did was it extended childcare resources for people who were unemployed for additional time period while they were seeking employment. Um, so I think that this dovetails with that kind of in effort and endeavor. And really, I'm just happy to be kind of part of the effort here. And thank you, Senator Gay and, and um, Representative Moore, who I'm just so especially proud of. Um, you know, Representative Moore worked for us in the House and is just such a cool lady. And it's, it's just so cool that, you know, she's in this position. I'm just so proud and happy for her. This is why I love this podcast, because we get up close and personal with all of you. I'm still shocked, Representative Lynn, that your wife had to FedEx breast milk. People sometimes only see you guys in your day-to-day jobs, and they don't think about what you guys handle outside of work. House Bill 90 would certainly make life easier for mothers and fathers who wish to run for office and stay in office as well. Help us understand this bill. So this bill will allow candidates to run for office and still have child care for their children. So if you want more progressives and more family-oriented individuals to run for office, we need someone to help us with our children. For me personally, I'm happy to be a co-sponsor of this bill because I had to use my savings to pay for child care. So even though I was I was an employee, I had to take leave and I had to pretty much self-fund myself off my savings, live off my savings. So that means paying all my bills that I, I have, plus child care, plus making sure my son has food to eat during campaign season, all out of what I saved. And so while my child care provider understood and we had, you know, a very set restrictions for us because I was campaigning, making sure I was getting routinely COVID tested. She was like, okay, during the day, I will help you. But then that means, you know, I have to find childcare outside of that time, that time. So I'm paying two separate, you know, people to help me with my son during the day and in the evening for, you know, canvassing, we tried to, I went, I was door knocking during COVID safely, made sure I was sanitized and have every, all the protections as well. But I didn't want to bring my son out either. So I pretty much going into the general ran out of my savings. Had this uh-huh. bill been already in place, I wouldn't have to think about how now going into the general election, who's going to watch my son. Um, now I have to watch him during the day because now I can't afford childcare like I did in the primary. And who also can watch my son and me actually pay them adequately for their time. So had this bill being in place now and once passed through both of the chambers, we were able to have some options to consider of how we would do that. Options are good. Anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to share a little bit about um, the background to this movement, really, um, and that, you know, uh, someone who's not with us today, Representative Brady, who has been spearheading this in the House, and we're grateful to him for his leadership, and and Rep Moore, really, um, you know, being such a great advocate and messenger um, to share her experience, and I'd like to try and do the same in the Senate, right, and share my experience, and it's important to know that our experiences are not unique. This is a problem not unique to Delaware, and across the country, legislators, legislators and, um, and courts have been talking about this issue. So um, this movement really started um, when there was a, a candidate for federal office, for a federal congressional seat, 
who believed that the child care expenses should be part of campaign expenditures. And she actually brought a court case to, to contest the fact that, that they weren't permitted. Um, and she won. And so, you know, based on this court case at the federal level, this is the rule. What's really interesting is that um, they've done studies about how men and women are using this rule at the federal level. Um, and I think Representative Moore might have the numbers better than I, but it's close to parity on men and women. And, and we know, I think Eric Swalwell was one of the folks who was uh, most outspoken about how this rule at the federal level really helped him in his congressional runs and in um, his run for the presidency. Um, and so different legislat legislators across the nation have been working on this initiative to understand how we can make sure that that same ability to, to use campaign finances to cover childcare is available at the state level as well. Of course, our state code governs our uh, state elections. And so uh, what SB 90 would do is to simply add childcare that is related to the campaign to the list of expenditures. And, you know, it's not, it's amazing sometimes when you go back and look at the code, um, what you can actually spend campaign finances on. And so, you know, the things you would think about like printing and cost of postage, but you can also, you know, have employees for the campaign. You can also pay for events related to the campaign. But what we find in the code is that you can pay for an event and for food for the event, but you can't pay for someone to babysit your children while you attend the event. And so really what we're trying to do with this bill is to capture the, the kind of the full extent of what expenses look like and make sure that we are not limiting, not limiting our, our candidates and our elected officials in a way that excludes people from the process. Because as much as we want people to participate in the election process as, as voters and as advocates and be engaged, we also want people to step up to the plate and run if they're able. And I think that this bill makes it so that more people are able to do so. It sounds like this is a great benefit for people who are interested in civic engagement, making it easier to run for office. And so, Representative Lynn, you've been in office for more than a decade, not trying to age you, but you've been around for some time. This sounds like a great attraction, a way to attract more people. What do you have to say? I think that one of the biggest benefits of this bill is that it enables people who heretofore may not have been able to run for office to run for office. And you know, what I think is, is so cool about this particular General Assembly is the diversity. And you know, I kind of want to see more of that. When, when I was first got elected on city council here in Dover, I was the youngest guy there. And I think that it was almost all men. And similarly, even when I was elected to the General Assembly, at that time, I want to say Sean Matthews and I, and even though there's like maybe a 10-year difference between me and the other Sean, we were still some of the youngest guys in the building. You know, I'm, I was, and even then I was in my, you know, late 30s. So, um, you know, I, I think that what this bill and really what appeals to me is it allows for people who may not have been able to, to do this to do it you know, single moms, you know, people with families, you know, when I look around the General Assembly, you know, sometimes it, it's hard not to see a lot of older folks, retired folks. It's a hard job to do to be a legislator and have a full-time job and really kind of have your finger on the pulse of what it's like to be 
a you know kind of regular Delawarean with a family and a job and have that perspective about what real life is like. And, and granted, retirees also have a unique perspective, but I think it's, it's important that we include people who you know, haven't had this opportunity before. And, and anything that kind of opens that pathway, you know, I'm all for. Um, if we can get single parents, if we can get young parents, if we can get even older parents um, into elected office with vested interests in educational issues and children's issues, um, you know, hey, that, that's a good thing to me. How much time goes into your work as a legislator? You know, ostensibly we're in session January through June and in session, you know, three to three to four days a week. Um, but man, I'll tell you that, and I'm sure Kyle and, and, and Ray will, will agree, the sheer amount of emails. Um, you know, I wake up to like 75 emails a day and that's just in one job, you know? So man, it's, it's a lot of work. And that's just when you're doing a bad job, Representative Lim. I know. <laughs> When you're doing a good job, they, or is it the reverse? That's just when you're doing a good job. When you're doing a bad job, you get double as much, right? <laughs> yeah, Nichelle, I think I think what's important to know about this bill is that it will it it limits the um, types of expenses to ones that are related to the campaign, and so it's really important that as legislators now um, we all had. The benefit of, of being a, a non-elected campaigner at some point in time, but as legislators now, um, it's incumbent upon us in many different arenas to keep very separate what we do for the state and what we do on the campaign side. Um, and this is is no different. And so this is allowing this would allow this bill allow campaign expenses from the campaign committee to be used for childcare related to the campaign. Um, and that's how we look at a lot of the other expenditures that are allowable under the elections law. And importantly, in Delaware, you know, we, we take these laws very seriously, and it's, it's up to the person to certify, which they do on their reports, um, that their expenses are in line with our code surrounding elections. And so I think it's a, I think it's a very pointed and measured solution to this problem that we've seen, where the um, concern about childcare keeps folks from choosing to run for office. Just curious, do you guys come across folks who express their desire to do what you're doing, but lack the help and resources? I got it a lot. I know when I was just doing the exploratory calls, he was like, you have a small child. I was like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, how, how, how are you gonna handle it? I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, if this is what I feel like I'm called to do and I knew, I just felt in my soul, I was called to do it. I was equipped for doing it. I'm doing it for him, essentially. So, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, I had like, how, like, how do you teach and you legislate in your mom? I just do it. You know, I, I think it's about superhuman strength as, you know, Representative Lynn was saying, you know, she having three small children, his wife is being deployed and he's still holding down, you know, the house in, the, the children and his job is I it sometimes you just don't think about it you just do and we we just do we know that it's the right thing for us to step up and fight for Delaware um, about individuals that have the same and similar lifestyles to us so when we talk about diversity you want those types of diverse you know 
lifestyle experiences representing you in, in making your laws because it's about the the average Delawarean as Representative Liz said, you know, everybody doesn't come from the typical traditional backgrounds. And I think that's where our legislators, our legislature is starting to be made up of and is a contested a testament to we're here to serve Delaware. You know, and it's, it's imperative that we have our, um, our governmental bodies on all levels to reflect that. Putting your best foot forward, that's what it sounds like you're all doing. I remember seeing you, Senator Gay, on the campaign trail a few times pre-COVID, and you just made it look so easy as a mother of small children. Yeah, I uh, am so glad that's how it looked um, because... Um, you know, that is where I ha- I'd hope to be is, you know, but it's, it's never easy with small kids. Um, it is always an adventure and it's always worth it. And I just think that in, in, I, I had a much similar experience as represented more where I felt that this was where I could best be of use and best be helpful to my community and that I was prepared to do this work and that my husband and my parents and the rest of my village were telling me that we can figure this out and you can figure this out. We have faith in you to do that. And much like, uh, much like Representative Moore was saying, you know, I thought about my kids first and what will this mean for them and how can I be there for them? But if, you know, I do hear other folks say the same similar things and particularly around advocacy, you know, we have a lot of people who want to participate in the political process, but the, General Assembly does not operate on an easy schedule for a young parent who believes in childcare funding or believes, you know, in in school in, in K through 12 funding, right? It is very hard for those individuals to participate. And I think that can tell you really everything because it makes it even harder for those individuals to step up and potentially run for office. Um, but what I do think is important about this bill is not that it is simply a means to get different people in the legislature. It is a means to bring a diversity of voices to the table in elections. You know, our communities will still decide who will come to Dover and represent them. This bill and other initiatives to ensure that that process is open to people will just give the voters more choices, a, a greater diversity of thought, um, and hopefully some great debates. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to this bill hopefully being a catalyst um, for getting folks involved in legislative process in that way. Yeah, that's really well said. I mean, and I, and I think that the proof is in the pudding. You know, I remember the first time I met Senator Gay was in the chamber, in the House chamber with her baby. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, and then, you know, when, before Ray was elected, she was out helping me door knock um, when her son was at home. So, you know, I, and and now look, you know, the affording people who, you know, again, may not have been able to be involved in the legislative process or even running for office to shape those, those campaigns and shape the positions, you know, it, it works, you know, look, look at the conversation we're having now. 
Now, this just came to mind. Do you guys remember, I think it was on the BBC News when a professor was being interviewed on live television and his children, or one child actually, his small child, came walking in making funny faces. You know, has that happened to any of you during this virtual Zoom world we're living in? Jackson is phenomenal. Um, a few people have called him uh, while we're in session, um, Zoom when I'm Zooming from home on session, he will get into the camera and stick his tongue out. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, and then if he hears a familiar voice, he will run from the other room just to say hi, because he just loves, he's a social butterfly. I, def I definitely had a small child with very little clothing on just burst into the door behind me um, and just start talking in the middle of a um, neighborhood meeting. So uh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> happens, you know, hey, you know, I've been trying cases at home via Zoom from time to time too. And, you know, it's a cat, it's the dogs barking, it's the kids walking by the camera. I think it's just kind of one of those things. Um, to me, I think it's it's awesome and hilarious, frankly. So, you know, I, I'm not too eager for for the the age of Zoom to end, frankly. Um, you know, and, and I think that you know we'll miss some of these anecdotes when we when we go back to like reg, the regular life. You know, and Representative I, Lynn, you you've seen it before Zoom and after Zoom. You know, we the two of us, you know, Rep Moore and I have not. Um, but don't, do you feel that you now maybe know your colleagues a little bit better because you know kind of what's behind the suit and tie on the floor of uh, the chamber? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, I, plus, you know, it just affords, you know, and I think that there's, a, you know, a difference of opinion here, but man, I think it just affords people such a greater opportunity to participate in, in government, you know, regardless of what happens when we're back. You know, I, I have to believe and should believe that Zoom should play a part of it, man. You know, it's just it's such a it's such a cool thing. People don't have to travel. People don't have to get childcare. People don't have to leave work. People can participate in government in a way they've never been able to do. And, and, and it's not just moms and dads. Right. I mean, it's yeah. it's people from all walks of life who before couldn't be a part of the process. And, you know, I hope that when we when we pass bills like this, it, it is one step. But, you know, keeping meetings open, other it's all a part of a way to get people involved. I agree. I also like seeing people's cats and dogs. <laughs> Especially when they interact with their cats or dogs. Any last words, Representative Lynn? Yeah, no, I, you know, kids' bills are one of the ones that are closest to my heart. You know, it just kind of works with what I do nine to five. So, you know, I, I want to help. There's a couple um, child care bills that are coming out, um, this being one of them. And, you know, I, I intend to support them all. It's just such an important thing. I think that we just need to do such a better job with that continuum with kids from birth until school. You know, I was a public school teacher myself for four years. And, uh, you know, we just need to do a better job in anything that can help solve some of these issues. Okay. Uh, you know, I want to do. We're just learning all these new things about you, Representative Lynn. We need to do this more often. What about you, Senator Gay? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, what Representative Lynn is talking about is a topic that for too many years really didn't get the same attention that other really important topics, you know, and it's always going to be like that in Lake Hall, but um, 
the diversity that we've seen come in, I think has brought to light um, a lot of issues that we're now focusing on. And the fact that we have some new young parents to come stand next to the parents who have been fighting this fight in the General Assembly, I think we're just adding to your chorus, Representative Lynn. And I think that childcare in particular is one of those topics that you are gonna see dramatically different results because so much of us, so many of us are there to work together on it. And I think only time will tell what other um, initiatives we'll be able to champion um, together. And some of them may not be related to our kids at all, but um, it's, it's really important to note that we're seeing results, I think. Representative Moore. Thank you. Um, I just I guess I would end with just like a few of the stats of what this bill actually does, um, especially when it was implemented um, for federal campaign finances. It's just not a bill for moms. It's a bill for dads as well. And it's a bipartisan bill as well. So 30 moms running for federal office, 21 dads running for federal office has utilized campaign funds for childcare. 43 Democrats and eight Republicans, and the numbers are continue to rise. So this is just not a one-sided bill for just moms or Democrats. Everybody can utilize this and take advantage of it. And again, I speak to testament. We want to diversify the lifestyles that are um, in power um, in making our laws. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DEHouseDems, on Twitter at DEHouseDems, on Instagram also at DEHouseDems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.